Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Patriots Nation, what's going on? Editor and staff writer Brian Phillips here uh, for patspulpit.com. It may not look like me. It is me that much, I can assure you. Co-host Ryan Kieran is here. We're going to talk a little NFL schedule release. Ryan, how are we doing, bud? Uh, I'm doing great. I don't know what day it is and, you know, all those typical coronavirus quarantine jokes that aren't really jokes. Um but yeah, I'm legitimately going insane, and uh, I, I I'm having a hard time getting super excited about the schedule because it just it seems like whether the it gets pushed back or not, it seems like football season is never going to get here the way each day is moving. Um, but you know, let's talk about it. Let's let's, let's look at what's going to happen. Right. So this is a this is a, a an NFL offseason uh, calendar hit. Uh, that's really more for the folks that you know, the season ticket holders, the people that the people that are planning their trips, right? right? Um, which, right. you know, it, you and I are both on the record as being, you know, the in the in person sports product isn't as it, it isn't the ticket it used to be, right? Um, right. Nowadays, fandom is is so it, you can be anywhere and be a fan of any team, and the in person experience just isn't what it is, but. Nonetheless, it is fun. Uh, to, it is fun to kind of piece together uh, how how teams are going to go throughout their calendar, um, and how you know some teams. And my my favorite part of this whole thing is watching the fan bases kind of uh, kind of squabble right now in May and talk about how they got screwed or you know they're getting the raw end of the deal. And then the talk, the the always ever pressing talk of strength of schedule. Um, oh, my my head is going to explode already. My favorite, my favorite part is uh, personally that they, you know, we we know we've known who the Patriots were going to play this season. We've known fourteen of the sixteen teams, right. literally for a year now, for for years, really. If you care to do the, you know, track it out ahead of time, but we've known all sixteen for six months now. But now that we have the order, this is when everyone's going to go. Okay, week one, that's a win. Week two, that's a win. Week three, that's a lot. Like. Now, now you're going to really predict predict uh, win losses if it makes a difference because of the order that they're played in, right? For more than one or maybe one game a year, that um, makes a difference. So here is the official uh, Patriots schedule. This is uh, this graphic is I don't know if you want to say courtesy of Patri- the Patriots. If you put it on Twitter, you know I'm going to go ahead and, and and use your graphic and then credit you. Um, Sorry, sorry, Bank of America getting squeezed on this uh, on the on the graphic there. But okay, 
Um, schedule released a half an hour before blah 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 before the original you know date. But uh, we we've known all day long today that they are going to be starting at home uh, on the 13th against uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins, and then uh, then they are going. Is it on the road in Seattle? This graphic is kind of confusing. This is a uh, this graphic is a perfect example of graphic design as my passion uh, guy. You know, cause there's a there's a lot going on, and you know, if uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube here, we've got our ticker going, we've got our Pat's Pulpit logo, our normal stuff. So there's a lot of of colorful information coming at you. Bottom line, Ryan, you touched on it. We've known who these opponents are going to be. Uh, the only possible new information we can garner from this is, are they put at any kind of disadvantage? Uh, and then who gets what uh, primetime games? Uh, what are what are the primetime games, Ryan? W- would you would you tell us yeah, that, so- please? So if if the uh, if the NFL is lower on the Patriots because of a lack of Tom Brady, they really aren't showing it. As the Patriots still have a maximum of five primetime games, which is the max any team can have in a year. Uh, week two at Seattle, as we mentioned, that's a Sunday night football game. Um, week, buff, or sorry, week nine at New York is Monday night football, and then right back uh, week ten, home for Baltimore. If I'm looking at this graphic correctly, this is okay. I'm seeing it. The gray is on the road. Uh, it, it's tough. I mean, I'm uh, all right. A lot going on in that graphic. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, Ryan, what else? What else? Literally, is there to talk about about the schedule release? I mean, for me, for, for me about the when it comes to the Patriots, it's about I I don't care about the Patriots schedule release because I want to know about the other things going on around the league personally um but i guess that's not really our job here so what am i to get excited about in this whole process here either um but as i'm looking at it this really isn't kind of an ideal schedule uh we had talked about it pre-draft on the pod about how this their, their strength of schedule is difficult but it's really not as hard as like, you know, it's been going around the past couple of days. They have the hard strength of schedule based on last year's win, you know, uh, opponent win percentage. I think a lot of the, the Which is teams bogus, that, right. Right. But, and it's bogus just on its premise. And they're a good example of it because a lot of teams that they're playing that are contributing to that, I think got worse this year. I don't think, I don't think Seattle is a better team than they were last year. I don't think San Francisco is a better team than they were last year. I think the Rams are significantly worse than they were last year, as are the Chargers. And, uh, Houston is probably, you know, the best example of this of a team that was pretty good last year and is probably not going to be very good this year. Well, the Rams, uh, and I, I don't I, think I think if you talk about the Rams though, the Rams weren't very good last year. They, they weren't right. very they, good. Yeah, they, they, needed, were, they, they needed to an above 500 team. They were True. an above 500 team and I think they're going to be a top 10 picking in the top 10 next year. Uh which they don't won't be doing cuz they don't have their pick. That that team went for it all and the Patriots stomped on their hearts and now they don't know what to do. Uh, but I almost feel though it, I almost feel like that's an that's a team that 
that could that could benefit from shedding those chains. Do you know what I mean? Like from from long from term, loading sure, up. but maybe maybe maybe, right, maybe that's a long term, term sure. But but they also they like they got worse this year because they had to shed contracts where they didn't really free up cap money, and they don't have replacements. Like Todd Gurley is whatever he's a running back. Brandon Cooks, I know you're not as high on Brandon Cooks as I am. Right. That that still hurts that offense. They don't have a replacement there. Um, they there's some defensive moves that they made Bobby that I can't think. Woods, they lost Eric right? Weddle. Um, they do still have Bobby Woods. They have Cooper Cup for this year. He's probably going to be gone next year. That hello New England. Sure. Yeah, if you um, have Bobby Woods, you're fine. Bob Woods is the man. I love Robert. Woods. Uh, like, I, I do. I love dude. me some Rob Woods too. Um, but so just get, getting back to the Patriots schedule. Um, it, the strength of schedule isn't as bad as I think people make it out to be. But I think. For someone who just said that the weeks really don't make too much of a difference, I do think this is a less than ideal schedule for the Patriots. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go week by week real quick. So they they start. Right. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. That's not bad. But to get, but then, but when then, when you get Denver at home and then you get San Francisco at home, it's nice to not have to go out there. Fair. True, but when, you know that's what you're going to get when you have a, a West East year. Okay. So Yeah, I I I can't I can't get too upset about it. Um 
Right. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, I'm not right. here. Like, it's like, it's not the Red Sox coming off a world series season, starting on the West coast for 11 games. Right. So, and then coming back to Boston at like two and nine, thanks to Mitch Moreland. But yeah. right. Um, so Warren Sharp, uh, you know, famous, uh, betting personality, Warren Sharp numbers guy, mm-hmm. uh, sharp football stats, I think is his website. Um, came up, you know, did the, did the, did the strength of schedule with, the Vegas win total over under win totals. Um, and I think the Patriots ended up with the eighth toughest. I think it was 24th. Right. Yeah. Uh, ranked um, 24th. Yeah. 24th easiest. 24th. Exactly. 24th easiest. Eighth yeah. toughest. Toughest. That right. Yeah. I mean the math tough. Uh, we'll right. leave that to the experts, but um, <laughs> something that, that I, I, I can't help but think about every year. And it's like, you, you're, you're going to expect this schedule, you know, to happen. Because this is going to be the fifteenth time since two thousand three that the Patriots have played a first place schedule, fifteen right. times. So, anybody out there who wants to to bring up AFC East sucks, chatter. Come at me Stop with it. that. Come at me with fifteen <laughs> times since two thousand three. You're playing a first place schedule. Obviously, going into I, I tweeted this last year, but of all the other teams that had played a first place schedule since 2003, the record of those teams the following year, while they actually played that first place schedule, was 46 percent, 46 and a half percent winning percentage. The Patriots. I want to take what a venture to guess what their win percentage was since since 03 it was like i i, I know on these first place these, on these first me, place schedule games yeah uh it was like it's like 770 somewhere on there 732 yeah a little, a little bit high but yeah. 732 win percentage play when playing a first place schedule see you later afc east not like a non-truth or whatever you want to call them truthers whatever that is and that also that includes that castle playing the afc that first place schedule correct um ridiculous that's like one of my favorite yes that's one of my favorite stats um now and they, they i just want to i'm going to digress so. into pat's homer real quick yes i'm going to digress into pat's homer real quick people say people point to the afc east but no no one said that about peyton manning when he was just wiping the afc south every year when the right. texans were awful the jaguars were at best mediocre the titans were at best mediocre uh they i mean they were basically the same divisions for the entirety of peyton career and the entirety of Tom Brady's career they were both like equally bad and the AFC on a whole has just typically been outside of that top two to three if you include the Steelers has just been Peyton Manning Brady and then the Steelers um has just been worse than the NFC in general right. like you have those top three Peyton three Man- or Peyton so Manning teams got a, four once you include get an expansion team gifted to him like here right, play this exactly. expansion team exactly. two times so, a year right so, so, so that that is really more to do with why the the Patriots' schedule has trended to the easy side. Is just that the AFC in general sucks, and you're playing twelve AFC teams a year, not just the AFC. Un- Right. Um, 
So assuming that nothing that's happened this year outside of sports is happening, uh, you'd assume joint practices with the Lions and Panthers, right? Or probably Lions and Eagles at least, right? Because I feel like – I feel like... right. And then uh... – right. So, like, does – my big question when I see the preseason schedule is – does Jared Stidham play the first three quarters of the Giants game or just the first half? And does it and does it matter? Or do they save Brian Hoyer? And then like week three comes around and Jared Stidham's the starter in hey, the, folks, in the, you know, listen in the up. Game. Listen up, folks. That's Brian Phillips' music right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brian Hoyer, the starter. I'm tweeting that out. Her Ryan Kieran. I think. <laughs> yes. Come Don't after. listen to Brian. Don't listen to Brian. I think this is a I think it would be a creative way to maintain the the um typical structure while getting Jared Stidham extra playing time. If Brian Hoyer was the starter the first two games, played a quarter and a half or something and came out, and then week three. Jared Stidham took over as the starter. You're essentially getting him week three reps for three weeks, and then you can figure out what to do with him week four, and then he's your week one starter. I'd be, I'd still be shocked if he's not the week one starter. We'll but I wouldn't to... be surprised if they make him prove it like that, or you know, even if it's not making him prove it, it's just getting creative with how to get him reps with everyone. They would have to unplug all of the electricity powering Boston oh, if, stations. If, yeah, if, he if got Brian hurt. Hoyer starts week, week one preseason. Or, well, or if, if, he if, hurt. If, if your plan goes and they want to try to get Stidham those extra reps and a game, extra game reps because he doesn't have any game reps in the regular season, right. so you need to kind of do what you can. Except for the one pick, except for the one time where he turned a blowout into getting right. benched because Tom Brady had to come back out. Exactly. Um. If he got hurt in the preseason and Brian Hoyer was your starter, and like we never really got to see what Stidham can do, I wonder how he would go, how Stidham would go down in Patriots fans' minds, having never taken the field, but having this this surge oh, it, of it, it this surge be, of momentum uh, in the Edwards. fan base. Like the like the fan base thinks that he is truly the future, and there's been no there's there's no sign that they think he's the guy beyond 2020. There's like that's just not there. And if he got hurt in this preseason and Brian Hoyer was a starter, it would be, God, what, can you imagine Let if the Patriots had Jared Stidham? Let me ask you something. So we are both consensus as from what we've seen and what we expect lower on Jared Stidham than the rest of the rest of the fan base for the most part. Like, well, what what is your high I end? I don't know. Is that fair to outcomes? say though? Like, because we both we both. We both agree on his skill set. Like we both love his mobility. We both love his accuracy. Mm -hmm. We both have questions about his processing. We both have questions about his ability to handle pressure. And we have no and literally nobody knows how he's gonna handle NFL regular season defenses on a week to week basis. So Right. But I so, think a lot like, of the fan base is is ready to bypass all that and just assume he's gonna get better on the fly. And we are not, which would make us rational. But it does. It still makes us lower than the rest of the fan base. So, what is your high end? I don't, I don't yeah, mean this right. year. I mean, I don't mean this year, but just in general. If if the Jarrett Stidham project goes perfectly, what do you think his high end outcome is? I top think if if, five, if, he, if he goes 10, perfectly, like, uh, man, that's so tough. That's so tough because I. It is tough. It's not a fair 
question. But because because I'm even after even after like you're asked, so the question is like after Brady's year and like that's winning the Super Bowl and like like the craziness of all that. Let's say let's say Brady had that year, but they but they they lost in the Tuck Rule game, you know, which they probably sure. should have lost in the Tuck Rule game. Um, wh- how would like so so he's not the prototypical like. You know, he's not that high, that first-round pick, although everybody likes to talk about, though, he could have been, you know, he, he could have been, a, he had a, a lot of guys had a first-round grade on him. He, he, Jared Stidham was right. never that, just like Tom Brady was never that. Um, right. Is it rational to think that he could be a Tom Brady-level player if he had that kind of year this year? Probably still no, right? Like, um, Right, so I think... Yeah, and you're you're attacking this better than I even intended, but I think that if if the Jared Stidham project, not just this year, but his career goes, you know, perfectly, I think you're looking at a top ten QB at least, you know, pushing that top five, probably not elite, but pushing if it goes perfectly again, everything everything works out for Jared Stidham, you're probably looking at like a top five to seven quarterback, just because he has that type of physical gifts. And going perfectly would assume that the mental side of the game catches up with him. Um, and that's why I'm still comfortable saying like, yeah, let's see how this goes. I, I think that I'm not ready to write out off Jared Stidham. And I think a lot of people have interpreted that from us, um, from our reactions on it. And I just want to put that out there. That that's not, I still, I think if Jared Stidham goes perfectly well, he's going to be, he can be the future that wins you a Super Bowl. Not, not is the, your quarterback for a Super Bowl team can go win you a Super Bowl. So let me but let me let me make this comment. I think his, for you. what I think what I, I think, think you're his, saying is that he could be Tony Romo. Yeah, he can be Tony Romo exactly, and people aren't going to like that because Tony Romo didn't. Tony have Romo was success, was awesome. which was not his fault. Tony Romo is my dude. I, I we're don't make me go down a Tony Romo rabbit hole. I tweeted out yes a couple weeks ago um, when when Let's the try, Joe Burrow baby. Tony Romo comparisons were coming out. Uh, I said there there are ten better there might be ten better quarterbacks in NFL history than Tony Romo, but there aren't fifteen. Tony Romo is the most underrated quarterback of our generation, maybe of all time, because he because he, you know, he fumbled the uh, the snap, and he threw interceptions late because he had to do so much with nothing around him for so long. And then the second he got actual talent, they went fourteen and two and got the refs screwing them away from an NFC conference uh, NFC championship game where they probably go to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, they that's fair. they are Maya. Uh, sorry, yeah, Maya, Maya, knock it off. Yes. Maya, raise up for Tony. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna for a second. Uh, guys, so yes, uh, the Tony Romo comparison. Now, obviously, we're going down. Obviously, we're going down a crazy. That, that's high, high end outcome. Right, yes, we're, we're going like, down a crazy like hypothetical. It, we're trying to have a little fun with it. Uh, the odds the of that happening are go, literally a, like a bingo ball in a full like cage of those bingo right. balls that fly around, and so, you calling out one. For, the ha- reason Tony Romo happening. came up is that. Uh, he's a, he's a popular Joe Burrow comparison. I would say that's like a rosy outcome, Joe Burrow, but that's within his reasonable range of outcomes is to be right. Tony Romo. Uh, I do not think that it's within Jared Stim's reasonable expectation range of outcomes no. to become Tony Romo. That is a best case scenario. I think of course. if if Jared Stidham's if Jared Stidham becomes you know relatively and this is going to sound very obvious the way i'm phrasing it but i hope you understand my intent behind it um if jared Stidham works out like 75 percent of the way which would be you know a win given the fact that you spent a fourth round pick on him and you have no 
you were kind of left without a real other option for the future. Right. I think he's probably Kirk. He's like what Kirk Cousins, step below Kirk Cousins, half step below Kirk Cousins, somewhere Kirk between Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is never accurate, um, ever. He never, never a really. That's not like, fair. That's not fair. He never, he never a deadly accurate. He is, but he's not consistent. He's not consistently accurate. Maybe that, he okay. has. Okay. He fair. has top end deep accuracy when it comes together for him. But what I'm gonna need like to he, see he out can, of Jared Siddham, what I want to see out of him, and and for him, to, for me, for me to get excited about him, and I'm talking about like hitting that eighty to ninety percent of a Tony Romo. That's what that's what we need him to. That's what every team needs their quarterback to be is an eighty percent or ninety percent right. of Tony Romo minimum. Right. If yeah, you know? if if they're gonna if we're gonna get on board committing to him long term, he needs to get to like eighty percent of Tony Romo by next year because. Right. That this is part of the deal when you take a fourth round flyer and de- try to develop him. You have three years left on this deal. If he if he goes relatively well, you have two years until you need to extend him, right. which means he cannot be Kirk Cousins at that point because you cannot be extending Kirk Cousins because we've seen how that went franchise tagging him for Washington and we've seen how that deal has gone right. for the Vikings. Um, you he needs to either be very good by the end of his second year or you need to be willing to move on from him because you're going to have to make a decision and it's going to what historically teams have made with those decisions is going to cost you. Right. And Bill Belichick so, hopefully and that's, is the guy that's that doesn't pay like that. But That's what you and I have talked about all this offseason, about how uh, if you're not going to go the veteran quarterback route and Jared Shedham is your guy, which clearly that's happening because of because of circumstances outside of their love for Jared Stidham and because they might like him, but still right. nonetheless, even if they loved him more than they loved Tom Brady ever. They couldn't do anything. They still haven't the shown connection. Right. Right. And so, they had no choice. So what I need to see from, from Jared Stidham before you start, because if he doesn't if he doesn't have a good year, then you need to draft a quarterback and you need to have a quarterback competition. Yes. Um, yes. Because if, if, they, if they had the capacity to go sign Cam Newton and then they did sign Cam Newton, that – that's it. Jared Stidham's done. That's you're not, you know, okay, Cam Newton this year, and then we'll see right. Jared Stidham because at that point you're already needing to talk extension for him. You weren't. That's not a reasonable expectation for him or for the team at that right. point. So if you were, if you do like Jared Stidham, this is the year to see what you have. If he's terrible, you move on right away. It's over. If he's, you know, average to above average, and you think there's something there, you get one more year to play with before you need to consider extending him. But if you are not sold on Jared Stidham, if you don't know for a fact that he's better than Kirk Cousins by the end of 2021, you cannot extend that extend. Right. So, if, and, so and you need as much it. time as possible at this point. You got to kind of look at it as if, if, if we're going to go glass half full here, the constraints of their salary cap and their lack of high draft capital, you know, top 10, top 15, you know, trade up into the top 10 type of draft capital is kind yeah. of a bonus. You're you're not you know you might be stuck with a guy that you like a little bit, but hey, we're all in on you, Jared. Yes, let's rock and roll, baby. Let's do this thing. Uh, it, let's not look at any of the circumstances, but hey, we're all in on you, buddy. You know we're here. The fan base is behind you. Let's go. Like that. There's a a way to look at it as a positive. Like they had no choice to put all of their weight behind Jared Stidham, but it's also good that they are putting all their weight behind Jared Stidham this year. And it's a sink or swim. Uh, right. But for me, for him, for Jared Stidham to reach that 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 level where I get excited and I I say we they don't need to draft a quarterback high next year. Um, I need to see 
you want to see some of those eyes in the back of the head type plays, right? We, you, you want to see that next level elite, uh, and it's so stupid to call it this, but hey, we're off the rails anyway. I'm going to call it it. It factor. I'm gonna need some it, it factor plays, Ryan. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need Jared Stidham to go above and beyond what's asked of him mm-hmm. on a specific play, and uh, and manufacture something. And now you and I both know he can do that with his feet, and there there can be some plays. Absolutely. But I'm. But I want to be. He can do it with his arm too. Right, with his arm too. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't want when he does make those plays. We're gonna need to see like no crazy like super super terrible turnover plays um right you know we just want you peeking your head out of the system not like throw every throw the book you know away and i'm going and i'm going crazy basically out of it or just like the you you know you extend a play and extend a play and extend a play and then you don't throw it away and you throw a little lob and it gets back the shea patterson type plays if i may (laughs) um all right, so uh, yeah. the the fans are mad at us enough for already speculating on whether Stidham's worth extending as if we're Felger and Mass. So let's oh, get out of out here. Um, last last thoughts on the schedule. Do you have any? Um, I I can't revive. Looking at it, I can't revise my win totals. Uh, and I was that's see... going to be my next question. Just just re 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 uh, you know distribute your range for expected win outcome here. I think it's a range of six to eight wins this year. And if I had to put my money on it, I would say they're going to win six games this year. Uh, and so we're, we're close. I'm seven. I'm in the seven to nine range, but I would say, and I, it's, it's literally right down the middle as possible, but I would say eight is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting eight. And eight. Now real quick. With that, lack, that that's missing the playoffs uh, with that lackluster mm-hmm. win total. I think you and I would both be on the same page here in saying, we must, and it can be possible for Jared Stidham to be your quarterback of 2021 without drafting somebody, and they still go six and ten this year. That's possible. Yes, it's not yeah, absolutely. It's not I, so I thought you were going the other. I thought you were going the other direction with right. this, but and because that was going to be my answer. Is all yes, I'm saying that, is we can't that is, say that we have to be able to say independently on things, and, and that's me keeping my mind open and looking at his play independently and what he was given and right. what and, and and how he does now. Is, and is a low win total can, probably going to be go, his fault? Probably, but it doesn't mean yeah, it's so they necessarily can go, that way. I was going to say they can go fourteen and two, and that doesn't automatically sell me on Stidham. Right. But they, if they go three and thirteen, that the roster is too good to be three and thirteen. That's going to be on Stidham unless there's like catastrophic injuries. Right. So again, it ultimately still comes down to actually seeing how it plays out. But I would say if you're if you're looking at five wins or fewer with this defense and I know you're going to hate me, Brian. This offense is not bad enough to be a five-win team when paired with this defense. So if you're going five wins or fewer, that's a Jared Stidham problem. And most likely, you know, 90% chance range of outcomes, that's a Jared Stidham problem. If you're going six to 10 wins, that is the range that we expect. And that's truly like an evaluation. If you're going 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I'm not going to say 16. Um, then that is, you know, most likely Jared Stidham is going to have been elevating your team. But that still doesn't guarantee it because there's, it's it's too short of a season. You know, you can get random luck. The defense can be somehow even better than last year. The running game can just be dominant for some reason. You know, whatever. Uh, there, there. This is too talented of a roster to say that the upside hinges on Stidham. But it's and it's also too talented of a roster to say that there is a 
uh, bottom that doesn't involve Jared Stidham being terrible. Right. All right. That's fair. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, go ahead, book your book your Patriots travel, book your uh, your trips, uh, but maybe buy the trip insurance. Um, you know, <laughs> Me and my dad uh, were actually discussing um, taking a road trip. We were hoping that uh, Tennessee was going to win the division so we could go down to Nashville. Um, but we were talking like maybe Seattle and stuff. And even if, even if these games happen, that's not happening. Anymore. Right. So, so the, the one time we try to plan a trip like that, of course, of course. Um, but Hey, that's it's 2024. You stay warm, everybody out there mm-hmm. in the Northeast, uh, expecting snow this weekend. Oh my, my God. God. Gonna, uh, in May. I could do another half hour on it. Um, <laughs> uh, guys stay, but seriously, stay safe. Um, we will talk to you very soon. All right. Go Pats.